Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Zoe. And welcome to our third installment of the Bridgerton Second Epilogues. Today, we are going to be revisiting an offer from a gentleman. Yes, uh, which I said in our last Bridgerton recap was my favorite Maybe, (laughs) depending on the day of the week. It's so hard to pick a favorite. And I've watched uh, a lot of Julia Quinn's Instagram live stories um, because she's been doing a lot of those over the quarantine period. And she often gets asked, what's your favorite X? What's your favorite Y? What's your favorite Z? And she's just like, I don't have a favorite, guys. Stop asking. (laughs) That's fair. I'm, I'm in the Julia Quinn camp. Anytime someone's like, What's your favorite anything? I'm like, uh, mm, uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, it's very hard um, because we like so many things. But we talked about favorites last time, so we don't have to talk about favorites this time. No, we don't. What do we want to talk about this time? This time, uh, we want to talk about Benedict and Sophie, at least for a short while. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. You know, I like Benedict and Sophie. And, um, but refresh me again, Zoe, on where we picked up, where we left them. So where we left them was that they were at Bridgerton House and there were lots of grandchildren. I think everyone was having a good old time. It was maybe someone's party or something, but the Bridgertons gather because they're a happy, lovely family. And so, uh, they might've been at Aubrey Hall. I shouldn't say Bridgerton House, but they're, they're some, they're somewhere in the country with a whole bunch of, uh, Bridgerton progeny and grand progeny. And Sophie is, Sophie tells Benedict that their family of five is about to become a family of six. And he is absolutely certain this one will be a girl. And Sophie is like, you said that last time. <laughs> so <laughs> we know they have three sons, uh, which is very cute. And uh, so they're expecting their fourth. And there's, again, a little whistle down moment where she somehow, uh, I think that, you know, figured out very quickly that uh, they were pregnant and they were like, how did she figure it out? Um, and then we get a setup for the next book, which is that Lady Whistledown is tired. She's real tired of writing. And she puts down her quill and says it's time for something new. So, ooh. Um, And so I was really excited uh, to revisit Benedict and Sophie as I love them so much. But we didn't quite revisit Benedict and Sophie, did we? No, we didn't. Because what we got instead was we got a happily ever after for Posey, Sophie's stepsister from the book. Yay! Yes. And Posey, afterwards, at the end of the book, she was disowned by Araminta. And that's okay, because Lady Bridgerton was like, you can stay with me as long as you want. And so now she's been out for a while. And she's now 25 and is feeling very much on the shelf. And Sophie tells Benedict that they need to do their part and help find Posey a husband. Because Posey's lovely and no one seems to realize it. So they need to help that endeavor along. And Benedict suggests the new vicar, whom Sophie had already mentioned, had a lovely smile. So Posey comes for a visit after the season and she's there for tea when the vicar is announced. And it is love at first sight between the two. Like, love at first sight. Like, like love at first sight. Like, goo goo gaga, like, they can't even speak. They're like, uh-huh, what's happening? I don't know. Who are you? You're great. <laughs> uh, yes. And so they quickly marry. And then Posey quickly produces 
for children. Yay. And, yay. <laughs> and she names them all very carefully. You know, first she names them after Sophie and Benedict. Then she names them after her husband's parents. And then years down the line, she ends up with a fifth child. And it's a little girl. And Sophie asks what Posey plans to name the girl. And she's like, Araminta. And Sophie's like, yeah, sure. Because, like, why would you want to do that? She's like, no, I'm, I'm reclaiming it. And then she looks at her girl. She's like, I'm going to call her Minty for short. <laughs> and she's like, she looks like a Minty. Also, my mother would hate that. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so cute because that's her revenge is that she calls her Minty and that her yes. Araminta would hate that. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, uh, Posey. So good. Yes. But I'm very happy that Posey got a little ending. And like, yes, it's sad we didn't revisit. But like I said, it's not – Julia Quinn's not trying to give you more closure on the book. I think like she's just trying to like, you know – and in this case, I guess it was a little closure because mm-hmm. everyone – you know, the Bridgerton books very much stay the Bridgerton books. Like, only the siblings have books. So when you have a fun side character that doesn't get married by the end of the book, she's giving us that little bit of Posey at the end because Posey didn't get her happily ever after in the book. So she's using the second epilogue to let us know that Posey has a happy ending. Yes, it's so sweet. And I really, like, as someone who was you know, maybe said my favorite book was was this one. I probably should be the most disappointed, but I couldn't be. Like, it was such a cute little complete, like, bite-sized story. I mean, it this was. isn't even it close was. to a novella, but it was, like, such a little happily ever after. Like, are you sad and only have 15 minutes? <laughs> Read right? an offer from a gentleman's second epilogue. <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh, so good. And, like, just so happy for Posey and... And it was beautifully written. I'm going to read was. this quote that I absolutely loved. When she first sees the vicar, sees him, it says, And then? And then? Honestly, it wouldn't do to try to recount it, because she remembered almost nothing of what followed. She saw him, and it was as if, after 25 years of life, her heart finally began to beat. I mean... Are you kidding me? I just got goosebumps oh, again. It's so great. Oh, this book was so cute and good. I, I say book. I mean, it was just a story. It was a tiny little, like, I don't know, just bite-sized story. It's so cute. And then there was humor in it, too. There's another quote that I want to share, if that's okay, where Julia Quinn, as narrator, says, But this is a story about Posey, and as Hyacinth has a tendency to take over anything in which she is involved, please do forget about her for the remainder of this tale. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so great. So cute. Ah. So what did you think about her little love story, too? I thought her little love story was great. And I thought that it was great. She gave you a little backstory. She told you how Posey felt coming into it and how Posey felt so embraced by the Bridgerton family. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, like, yes, she wasn't married, and she, but she was kind of getting to the point where she honestly didn't mind so much because – and she tells Sophie, she's like, I like myself. And that wasn't always something I did because, remember, her mom used to just, like, tear her down and tear her down and tear her down. Mm-hmm. And so she was very, like, confident in the fact that, like, maybe she wouldn't find a husband, and that was okay. Yep. And then to have, you know, the man of her dreams walk through the door, just beautiful. Yeah, it was. And I mean, like, okay, so here's a question. 
What would you have wanted to see if it was Benedict and Sophie? I honestly don't know. Because I felt like their story wrapped up so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I the only know. like quote unquote yeah. closure thing could have been like their daughters coming out in society and having great success. Or yeah, even I sons. Guess. You know, if they have yeah. daughters, I can't remember. But like again, it also so didn't matter to Benedict and Sophie, no. right? They were just like and Benedict has so much like acclaim as a painter. We could have seen like one of the so one of the other uh Bridgerton progeny really liked painting and spent some time out there with Benedict and Sophie. Um, but again, like I'm the same thing. I'm like, you know, even though I didn't get what I expected, what I got was so good that I don't miss anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that was a hundred percent true, and I don't miss anything from the book at all. And I think that she finished their story off so well mm-hmm. and they were very happy and content. Yep. That and there wasn't and it wasn't like Anthony and Kate, which I think were happy and content, and you got so you just got the memorable you just got a Paul Mall scene because that mm-hmm. was just like where everyone is in their essence. Like there wasn't that same thing with Sophie and Benedict. They didn't have like a defining scene. Yeah. In that kind like a not nece- there was defining scenes between the two of them, but there wasn't a defining scene in the sense of the book overall. Mm-hmm. And so I think that to then turn the focus to Posey, kind of the unsung hero of the book. Yes. I think that was warranted and delightful. Yes. uh, It just left me feeling so satisfied, which is pretty darn cool. And what more can you want? Nothing. But we can tell our listeners what we're going to do next week. Ooh, next week, guys, it's getting steamy up in here because it is our final romance chat, and it is erotic romance with Rosemary Wildhide and Tamsin Parker. So we have reviewed one erotic romance uh, on the show, which was The Scandalous Diary of Lily Layton, and we teased this episode then, Um, so I'm excited to get to share it with you guys because it's cool, and I learned something on it and i love learning things learning things is the best way to go through life yes and then we're going to be taking a break uh the week after that because it's thanksgiving american thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving everyone um who is celebrating uh one of my favorite holidays for sure i love all the food all the food it's a good time food friends family um although maybe less family this year just and friends because of the restrictions but everyone stay safe out there and have a lovely holiday if you are celebrating yes So if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up through email, romancepod at gmail.com, or find us on social media at T as in Tom and as in Nancy Strumpets. And if you want to be in the know, you can sign up for our email list, and you can do that by heading over to our website. Our website is romancepod.com. And if you sign up for our email list, you can get little extras. We email you the list of the books and our episodes that will be coming out that month. We also give you little snippets from authors we've talked to. And you can, if you're on the website already, you can check out more information about the show as well as who we are and what's more to come. Yes. So thank you all for listening. Join us next week as we talk about erotic romance with authors Rosemary Wilhide and Tamsin Parker. And may all your ever afters end happily.
Strumpets is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Betsy. We're the Dinner Sisters, two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. Every week, we test and review three recipes from all over the internet. We post new episodes every Sunday to give you some dinner inspiration. One of our favorite things about podcasting is being together as sisters. Here's a clip about our relationship and a little bit about food. I bake it. I pull it out to the table and I take it off. And Brian's like, is that fish not gutted? What is going on? Yes. So I had not gutted the fish. Had there not been fish guts all over the place, I think your kids would have thought it was cool. If you'd like to join us for dinner, you can find us at www.dinnersisters.com, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll save a spot at the table for you.